type. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. And a good Saturday morning. Welcome to Green and Growing. Glad you're here for two hours today. Two hours, but then you don't leave because Dog Talk pregame begins at 8 o'clock. Another noon kickoff right here on your home of the dogs. The Georgia Bulldogs hosting Kent State at Sanford Stadium. So a noon kickoff. It's going to be a long day, but it's going to be a good day right here on 95.5 WSB. And I'm glad to be with you live in studio, like I said, for the next couple of hours. And driving in this morning, I saw a falling star right ahead of me, right through the windshield, looking up at the sky, saw a falling star. So I forget what that means when you're a kid. Maybe you're supposed to make a wish on it or something, but it's going to be a good day. I really like that. So I welcome you to call 404-872-0750, and we'll get through as many calls as we can. Of course, Pike Nursery is coming up at 7.30, an hour early, uh, to share with us cool season vegetables and crops Some tips, fertilization, things you need to do to the soil, and of course, the plants that they have in store ready for you. And I can't wait till next Saturday. I'm going to have Shannon Pable. She hasn't been on the show in a long, long time, but she's doing cool season vegetables. So am I. A lot of you are. Um, And I want to compare notes because this is really only the second or third season that I've done cool season stuff like broccoli and Brussels. And uh, I want to kind of see what she's doing versus what I'm doing to prepare for that and then maybe do a two-month check-in with her and see where we both stand. Not a competitive thing, per se, but just uh, seeing how an expert does it. So 404-872-0750. And then next Saturday, Jeff and Raphael from Premier Tree Solutions, Chop My Tree, will be in studio, and we'll devote two hours of the show to your calls and questions about tree health, maybe pruning, limbing something up, um, and even kind of get into the legalities of what tree... Whose property? What if it falls? What if this happens? What if that happens? Uh, certified arborist Rafael Santiago knows all about that. So October is going to be a busy month. And then it's 720 every Saturday in October. And we've got five of them. Uh, the Georgia Forestry Commission and Seth Hawkins will call with the Georgia Leaf Watch update. And I know it needs to cool off a little bit. We still need some rain to really get that leaf change color going. Um, And a lot of you are noticing that maybe some of your oaks and things are losing leaves early. And I've noticed a lot of the cherry trees are already stripped bare as well. Um, But as it pertains to the oak trees, I think there was a lot happening to those things this year. Uh, First, we had that oak leaf miner uh, that was just eating the color out of the leaves. You saw white speckled spots all over oak leaves And that was back in maybe May, around Memorial Day, and that caused a a lot of defoliation in oaks. But they had a chance to leaf back out. And then we had this other little guy, a sawfly larvae, that I shared a picture of on the Facebook page. Someone shared with me a willow oak, I think, sawfly larvae, like a little yellow-looking caterpillar. But uh, they eat the leaves as well. So that was like round two. That hit in about August. So the oaks have been under a lot of stress. They're probably going to drop leaves sooner than what's normal. So you're not going to get as much leaf color and change out of those. But no permanent damage to the tree with either one of those pests, Um, whether it was the willow oak sawfly larvae or whether it was the oak leaf miner. So that's good news. But nevertheless, like all the spots in North Georgia where the Georgia Forestry Commission folks are working, they kind of give you a percentage of what the leaf change is 
how good it looks, what trees are the first to turn. And I just love seeing the patterns and the trends on that as well. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, first of all, I posted something yesterday to Facebook, and that was quite popular, about drying flowers. Um, and I don't know if this time of year you really think about doing that a lot, but one of my favorite things to dry and the easiest, and you really need to get started on it right now, is limelight hydrangeas. Those are the panicle type that bloom later than the mop heads. And they are looking fantastic right now, kind of leaning over. The limbs are draping over because of the weight of that big white conical bloom. And limelights go from a pure white and then slowly fade to a baby pink and almost like a celery green color. And the the three different colors on the blooms is beautiful. And that's a really good one to dry. I hang the stems upside down, dry them, and then put them in a vase through the fall and winter. But a lot of folks wade back in and said, you don't even need to hang them upside down. Just stick the stems in, in a dry vase and they'll dry on their own. So that was one of my favorites. And I kind of asked folks for feedback, uh, what plants they like to dry, what flowers they like to dry. I don't know if pansies are worth it in the fall. I mean, I guess you can. Um, maybe a lot of other things to maybe make a nice arrangement uh, and something beautiful to look at in the fall. And one less thing you have to worry about watering, right? Speaking of watering, though, one of the things you really need to stay on top of right now is keeping those houseplants rotated so that they get a balanced amount of sunlight in the you know near the closest window that they are, are set to, making sure they stay watered regularly, but only if they need it. You stick your finger in the top few inches of soil, just stick your finger down in there, see if it comes back dry or not. If it is dry or the leaves are starting to droop a little bit, water it. If, if not, it doesn't need it. I mean, a lot of houseplants can go six, eight, ten days without you watering in between. But there are a couple of things. Um, pothos, the ivy that I need to repot, and another kind of ivy, I, I, I don't know what it is. But they're just looking kind of sad, and I've had a lot of the leaves yellow despite me watering regularly. And I just think once something is in a container for so long, like a houseplant, you water over and over for years, and a lot of the nutrients are just going to leach out of the soil, right? The soil becomes kind of barren. So it's not a bad idea to repot some of these things if they're just starting to look a little sad, but you've done everything you've normally been doing to them. And if you're ready to transplant something, like I am going to transplant this hanging basket of ivy that's over the garden tub, um, an inch larger pot is all you need. Just go up in size one inch. That's all you've got to do to transplant something and repot it into something a little bit larger. And fresh soil is always going to do the trick. It's going to be really, really happy. 404-872-0750 wants you to call in and weigh in, whether it's what flowers you would like to dry what you're planning on transplanting, and one of my things, too, that I got to do, speaking of things in containers, are blueberries. And now's not really the time to do any major pruning on potted blueberries, containerized blueberry plants. But it might be a little helpful to prune some of the leggier limbs just so you can easily transplant those, repot those, whatever you need to do. And I definitely need to do that. The pots that they've been in for five years starting to fall apart, crack, they need bigger pots, of course, pots with drainage holes. So definitely going to be working on doing that too. And when I was researching for the show a little bit, I always think this is kind of fun. You can put however much stock into it you want. But the Farmer's Almanac, been around since 1818. So they're doing something right. Some of you live by it. Some of you think it's a bunch of hooey. I don't know, but it's kind of fun. So based on the moon and all of that, 
what time of the month is the best time to do certain garden tasks. So right now, here we are at September 24th. The 20th through the 24th, they say, is the best time to clear the ground, turn sod, and kill plant pests, and also good harvest days. So if you've still got some tomatoes lingering on the vine, I don't know if you still have some squash or zucchini or anything like that hanging out, maybe cucumbers, good harvest day. And clearing the ground, that's probably a good idea. Whether you're getting ready to uh, maybe reseed for fescue, or it's getting a little late to lay down sod for warm season grasses, but whether you're going to introduce a new garden bed or something like that, clearing the ground, maybe with a if you had to use a non-selective herbicide, if you just want to start all over, maybe using a little bit of landscape fabric for a couple of weeks just to choke out the weeds that are there if you want to do it without chemicals. Uh, when Once you get that shovel in the ground and you start clearing things away, it looks better when you turn it because you don't see any weeds anymore because you've been messing, messing with it with the shovel. But I guarantee a lot of those weed seeds that are hanging out in the first couple of inches of soil, all you've done it's kind of disturbed those, turned those, and you're going to have another whole round of weeds coming up. And I had somebody ask about weeds in a garden bed and not wanting to use, you know, pre-emergence herbicide for lawns is not labeled for use in garden beds. It's in grass only when you're using something like halts or bonide or something like that. So uh, when you're talking about weeds in garden beds, again, if you don't want to go the landscape fabric route, You've got to use two or three inches of mulch if that is to be effective against weed control. But the product Preen is what I've recommended to the lady that was asking. P-R-E-E-N. Preen is going to be the best weed control for garden beds. So something to think about. And then from the Farmer's Almanac tomorrow and Monday, excellent days for sowing grains, hay, and forage crops, plant flowers. It's going to be great weather, so why not? And good days for planting peas. And beans, tomatoes, peppers, uh, oh yeah, in southern Florida, Texas, and California. I was like, no, not not for us. But planting peas and beans and getting all of your cool season vegetables in, now is really the time. And I can't wait to share the top three things to do in the landscape with you when we come back. Because one of those pertains to getting that garden soil and that garden bed ready for crops if you want to try them. Even if you have just a few pots that you're going to try, maybe broccoli or Brussels that you can really keep your eye on and they're close to the house. I'm going to have some really useful advice for you. And if you're thinking about planning your day before we go to break here, I want to share a couple of things with you. This weekend's busy, and it's beautiful. There's no reason to sit at home and just be bored today. Get out there. Get things done. If, uh, you know, I think Cherokee County's fall break is winding down for those of you that have come back in town. Cobb County's is getting ready to start up, but maybe you're not leaving quite yet. So here's some things to think about. Taking the kids, you've got the North Georgia State Fair going on at Jim R. Miller Park in Marietta. The Duluth Fall Festival, I will be there. That takes place today and tomorrow in downtown Duluth. Just look it up. Can't even give you an exact address. You will see all of the great events going on, all of the hundreds of vendors and things going on for the Duluth Fall Festival today and tomorrow. And the Atlanta Greek Festival, that started yesterday, goes through tomorrow at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Cathedral. And, of course, I think uh, maybe a Braves game or two. I'm not sure if they're in town now or not, but uh, a lot of things happening around town. And also Riverfest, the Arts and Crafts Festival in Canton, that's been going on 
for years today and tomorrow. Again, a lot of really great arts and crafts vendors, things for the kids to do. It has that fall vibe, that fall feel. So if you want an extensive list of uh, garden events or other things going on, check my website, wsbradio.com slash greed and growing. Scroll down a little bit and find events. And there you go. You can see a ton more going on. So it's 619. Time to check traffic and weather. We'll be right back with the top three things to do. You're, uh, you're listening to Ashley Frasca on WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Mostly sunny today. It's going to get close to 80 degrees. It's going to be comfortably warm. Chilly this morning, though. Really only, what, like 57 degrees right now. And tomorrow, isolated thunderstorms. But don't let that deter your plans by any means. And partly to mostly cloudy. Possible stray thunderstorm. Possible high of about 83. Green and growing. Green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. So this is the one I was most excited about when you're preparing your garden beds and you still have time. Number one, start composting. The compost that you have from over the summer or the spring, use that. There's no better time than now to go ahead and mix that into the soil. You only really need to turn it into the first couple of inches uh, of soil that you've got existing in the garden beds. And Mickey Gasway, we talked about it with her. She just puts hers just right on top, doesn't mix it in. So whatever you want to do. But I did that and really saw a difference in my soil. Kind of lightly watered it in with the hose. It rained the other day. So I think we're good to go. But if you're thinking, well, next summer, I want compost for my tomatoes and my pepper plants and all my warm season fruits and vegetables. So start composting. Collect things now. Just think green and brown. That's what you want to put in there. Green can be grass clippings that have not been treated or that don't have weeds that have gone to seed, uh, old plants that weren't diseased that you've just pulled up instead of throwing them into the woods or a lawn refuge bag, that's great compost. Kitchen scraps as well, banana peels, onions, broccoli that you didn't finish is leftovers, something like that. And brown being the dead leaves, small limbs, cardboard even, like the toilet paper roll, the paper towel roll, uh, coffee grounds, eggshells, Mix all of that in. And it's not a pleasant process, I know, for those of you that do it and keep a, a big container maybe on the kitchen counter or under a kitchen cabinet. It's got to have a lid, of course. Fruit flies, the smell, it's not good. But a big maybe Tupperware thing that you're not using for anything else, just throw that stuff in there as it comes. Take it outside. Keep adding to a compost pile. A lot of you hearing this, it's a reminder to go ahead and turn the compost pile you have. You're going to be so glad you kept up with this for the next few months and you'll have pretty much, you know, liquid gold soil when it comes to planting time for early summer. Uh, Number two, it is time to buy spring blooming bulbs and those cool season vegetables. So start thinking about what bulbs you want and where you want to place them. And number three, from our friends at the North Georgia Camellia Society, grafting and cuttings are possible now through December. Use new green growth and take a few more cuttings than you think you need and remove the lower leaves dip in rooting hormone, and away you go. So if you get permission to take a cutting from someone's camellia, I think that's a great idea. Get more than you need in case you fail. And you remove the lower leaves just so it's not expending extra energy. You need to leave a couple of leaves on there, but remove the ones closest to the cut because they don't really need it. So 404-872-0750. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what your roof cool season vegetables have in common. Well, I'll tell you now, it's time to start thinking about both. 
So we're going to hear from Roof at Ford with a couple of tips for you while you're outdoors this weekend. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB, one of my favorite parts of the show. There are so many. Uh, Taking your calls and your garden questions. Another is the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend where I try to keep you on track and not overwhelmed. And another is talking to guests, talking to experts and people that are just willing to offer their advice and their knowledge for free. So I have with me today Casey Beaver, who is the business development manager for Roof It Forward. And I've had a relationship with these guys for going on three years, and I'm really proud of that. So, Casey, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm going to ask you and your family members, did you ever have any idea that you'd be on a garden show? (laughs) You know, not for myself, probably. I don't really have the green thumb. I've got three plants that live indoors, and they're, they're, they're happy sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> I saw something funny the other day about house plants, and it was it was a meme, you know, on social media, and it said something like, "If the leaves of your plant are yellowing, it's either getting too much water, too little water, not enough fertilizer, or your plant just thinks you're a jerk." And that made me laugh out loud because it's so true. <laughs> so they're my, finicky. My plant is full witness to my jerk. I think that's what's <laughs> going on. There. Well, and our friend Terry Phillips, he does have a green thumb. He sends me pictures from time to time there with Roof It Forward, um, pruning his pear trees, like all kinds of things that are going on in his landscape. So, hey, Terry. Yeah, Terry's a regular farmer. The man has a tractor and everything. I know. He's legit. <laughs> he's legit. But, hey, you're my guy today because I'm, I'm glad we kind of caught up uh, off the air. You know, we, we had a couple of good phone calls and meetings and stuff. And you were like, you know what, Ashley, I just want to remind people it's a transition in season, which means a lot of different things, Casey. I mean, things are, you know, transitioning over into cooler weather, whether we're talking about vegetables or planting trees and shrubs and all that. And your roof is really no exception. So I just wanted to kind of take a minute. Folks are spending a lot more time outdoors. The weather's getting cooler. And it may pay to look up and make sure the roof is okay. Yeah, our roofs and our homes have to be proactively maintained, and especially the roof. It takes such a beating, right? It's just exposed to the sun and the UV rays and then the storms and the limbs that are falling out of trees and everything. So being proactive about maintaining your roof can really extend the lifespan of your roof and, and save you some money on maintenance. Well, and not only the change in season, the cooler weather, being outside and thinking about this kind of thing, but you all, with Roof It Forward, you honor and remember that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and you guys kind of have a special thing going on there. We really do. You know, we're called Roof It Forward, and that's that's a play on words of pay it forward, right? And, and what that means to us is we basically team up with organizations that support childhood cancer. That's where our heart is. That hits home for us for some, some personal reasons. But, you know, we team up with organizations that support childhood cancer and a percentage of every dollar that comes into our company, we pay that out to support those organizations. And our, our beneficiary is Camp Sunshine, which is an unbelievable organization right here in Metro Atlanta. You can check them out at mycampsunshine.com. It's 
September is that month where we just remind everybody this is something out here that, that really needs some attention. And our listeners have a passion for it too, Casey, because I know as a WSB listener for years, you know we do our annual WSB Radio Carathon and we benefit the folks over at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And a lot of those patients, once they get healthy, they get to go to Camp Sunshine every summer. And that is such an exciting thing for them. And they create lifelong memories there too. So thank you guys for doing that. All right. So tell me what to be looking for outdoors to maintain the health of my roof. Some of the stuff I can do myself for free. A couple of things. We just came out of storm season. That's what we call it. Although there are like some what pending hurricanes possibly that can send rain our ways. As far as, you know, a lot of the big thunderstorms, the big wind storms, possibly even the hail storms are, are behind us now. So it's really a good idea to have the roof checked out to make sure that we don't have any shingles that are creased, shingles that are missing, any hail damage that's on the roof, and just make sure that going into the winter, the roof is is ready to receive possibly winter snow and winter ice. So, you know, keep your eyes up for one thing. If you're seeing any missing or broken shingles, of course, you're going to want to have somebody take a look at that. So that's one of the things is that, you know, it's, it's just the end of a season. We're changing season like you do spring cleaning for the inside, right? Mm-hmm. We do roof maintenance for the outside when we're going into the fall. One of the things that we've got coming at us right here, just around the corner, you can actually see that the leaves are beginning to change. It's just beginning, right? But all those leaves are going to be falling, piling up on our roofs pretty soon and getting in our gutters. But what most people don't really consider is that all of those storms that I just talked about, it shakes and rattles these trees and all that debris falls down onto our roofs during the storms and washes down into the gutters. Now's the time of the year actually to get all of that debris out of there in anticipation of accepting all this fall debris that's coming. You don't want it just to pile on because all that old debris actually turns into like a a really nasty mulch, almost like a decomposed mud Mm -hmm. in the bottom of the gutters. And that's what's going to stop the gutters up. It's a really great time of year to consider adding gutter guards. Um, you know, once we clean all the debris off the roof and out of the gutters, we reattach the gutters and make sure that, you know, all of the weight of the of what was in there, as it gets wet, it gets really weighty, hasn't, you know, detached the gutters, so we reattach those. And it's not a bad idea to consider adding gutter guards to protect the gutters from the fall that's coming. The other things that we can look at, you know, we're at the end of a growing season. Shrubs and trees that surround the home, you know, those things have been reaching out for more sun. Um, we've had a ton of rain, and there's been a lot of growth. So you really want to make sure that you're you're pruning everything back um, because any of that stuff that's touching the windows, any any of those limbs or that are touching the roof or the gutters or anything, as the wind blows, it just it rakes back and forth across the surfaces, and it just messes everything up. So this is the time of year where you want to cut all that stuff back. That's a really good point, Casey. And just reminding folks, too, this is the time of year to be planting trees and shrubs. The cooler weather, soil temperatures are cooling off, which means great few months for root growth and root establishment. If you were to plant a new tree, plant a shrub, and you've heard a lot of garden experts on the show, folks, say, right plant, right place. And right up against your house, right in front of a window, probably not a good place for a crepe myrtle, for a Leland cypress right now, or even a maple. It may look small and cute right now, but you got to consider the size. So yeah, you don't want to plant a tree too close to the side of the house to where in just a few years those limbs are going to be overhanging a gutter. So very good point. We see it all the time. And, you know, if they're maintained, it adds beauty, right? We, we all love our, our plants, but they do have to be maintained. They do need to be cut back. And then as part of the fall roof inspection and the fall gutter cleaning, just an inspection to make sure that that no growth 
was long enough to where the wind blew it and it did any damage. So that's another thing that we'd be looking for. Have somebody that you trust come out and just take a look. First off, they need to get on the roof to be cleaning all this debris off the roof anyway. But the other thing that we're doing while we're up there, we just came through summer, all of the caulking that's on a roof for every vent, every pipe, every penetration that's on the roof has caulking for the exposed fasteners that holds that thing onto the roof. All that caulking needs to be updated anyway. So that needs to happen once a year anyway. This is the best time of the year to do that because you're going to get so much more value out of somebody getting on your roof. They can update the caulking, clean all the debris off of there, reattach the gutters, and basically just give you a report back. Another thing we can keep our eyes out for, moss or lichens or algae, you know, we want to be proactive to keep that stuff cleaned off of the roof. It's a living organism, so as it starts to really take root, the more mature that it gets, when you do finally decide to clean it off, or maybe when those lichens die, they actually take roof granules off with them. We want to be proactive to keep that kind of stuff cleaned off the roofs. And are there solutions that I can buy? I mean, I could have a professional do it as well, but are there solutions that I can buy to clean moss off the roof? Because that actually is a question I get pretty commonly. There's some things that you can get at Lowe's or Home Depot or, or some of the other places out there. And honestly, they don't, they don't really work that well. The professionals have a commercial grade stuff that's it's actually healthier for the plants. Um, we'll know how to apply it so where it doesn't, it's, there's no detriment to any of the surrounding plants, but it works better. Okay. Well, Casey Beaver from Roof It Forward, I want you to let folks know if they've got concerns about their roof, if there's a lot of these things we just talked about that they can't do themselves, how do they contact you guys? We'll come out. You know, we're local. Our office is here in Woodstock, but we serve anywhere within probably two hours of Woodstock. And when we come out and do some of the things we've talked about here, we're also going to do what's what we call our video roof inspection. And basically, this is where we do a video documentary of what is or isn't going on on the roof. And we'll talk to you about any potential leaks. We'll talk to you about any storm damage, any maintenance issues, anything that's that's just of concern. We'll have it in a video format for you. But give us a call. It's free that we do this. We just come out and see what you need. And hopefully we can show you something that, that, that will be proactive for you in, in maintaining the home. But give us a call at 770-675-7650. Check us out at roofitforward.com and just check us out. See what you think about us. Casey, I really appreciate you thinking about giving the tips for my listeners as they're out in the gardens, things to be thinking up as they are thinking about as they look up at the roofs. Thanks so much for the tips. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And I'll be right back with the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend, plus your calls, 404-872-0750. It's 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB, and we're on. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley. Thank you, Scott. Before you head out of the house this morning, you may want to grab a windbreaker or a light jacket. Currently, it's around 56, 57 degrees in metro Atlanta, but it's going to be warming up to about 80 degrees, mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Just a chance for an isolated shower or thunderstorm possible tomorrow with highs around 82, 83, but then back to sunny skies and highs are pretty pleasant in the upper 70s for midweek. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. And that update on the weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. The top three things brought to you by me. Number one, it's time to plant uh, or time to plan on buying spring blooming bulbs. Now, the best time to plant those October through December. 
uh, spring blooming bulbs. You want to think about it early. They need the chill hours in the wintertime to get ready to bloom for spring. But plan on what you want to buy, where you want to put them. And also cool season vegetables. Go pick those up. Number two, from the North Georgia Camellia Society, a reminder that grafting and cuttings are possible right now through December. Use new green growth. Take a few more cuttings than you think you need and remove the lower leaves, dip in a rooting hormone, put in nice, clean, sterile soil, and you're on your way. And number three, start composting now so you can have nice compost for your summer garden if you're thinking about doing that in late spring. Collect things. All you got to think is green and brown. You need a, a good ratio of both. Green being grass clippings that haven't been treated or with weeds that haven't gone to seed, old plants that are not diseased, kitchen scraps, Brown, think of dead leaves, small limbs, cardboard, paper, coffee grounds, and eggshells. There you go. 404-872-0750. Out to the phones we go. Up first is Jan from Milledgeville. Hey there, Jan. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Um, the reason I am calling is I have a friend who she can never get up this early on a Saturday, oh, so I told her. Tell her what she's up. missing. I know. I keep telling her. <laughs> um, she, lives in, she lives in Atlanta in the Buckhead area, and she has a paper bush, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's growing big because a paper bush can get pretty big, and it's very beautiful, she said, but every year when the little buds come out, she never gets any flowers. They just fall off, and she never has any flowers. Any wow. thoughts as to what it's a beautiful, healthy plant. Otherwise, it gets, I think, a fair amount of sun. Okay. But, you know. Yeah, they like part shade to full sun, so that's pretty important. Uh, historically, they do well. They can stay in one place for a long, long time. Yeah, they get four to six feet. So, paper bush ed- edgeworthia, for those of you who may not know, one of those cool things that actually blooms before it puts on leaves. So, it's got these cool little paper like, yellowy, kind of creamy colored flowers before it puts on leaves. So, that's one of the things that flowers in the wintertime that we really enjoy seeing. My first thought, Jan, was that maybe it was pruned at the wrong time because as it's a winter blooming thing, if you do any kind of pruning from summer into fall, you're going to be pruning and cutting off the buds that you know are going to hang on to, to open in November, December. Um, and some years when we've had an early frost, like if there's a cold snap that comes at the end of October or early November, that has been enough to just kill off those blooms and they'll freeze um, but that hasn't happened every year. So I wonder if maybe, you know, a, a good dose of fertilizer might do it just to help the plant have the energy to hold on to those buds so that it doesn't drop them or abort them. Um, and it needs well-draining soil, too. So the fact that it's producing buds is a good thing. But, you know, if there's any kind of chance for root rot or if it stays a little too wet or whatever, that may be stressing it out as well. What about when you say... Uh when should this plant be pruned? Well, I, sh- I don't know when she prunes it, if she prunes it. Yeah, well, and it, it certainly doesn't need it, just for a reduction in size maybe. But always a good rule of thumb with any of these flowering shrubs. It doesn't matter when they flower, this being in the wintertime, but we've got azaleas and all these other things we think about in the spring and summer. But a good sure. rule of thumb is always prune after it flowers. So once okay. it's done in January, February, but before the leaves start coming on is a good idea to shape it and kind of form it to the size she wants it then. Okay. Well, as I say, it's not in my yard, but in hers, so I don't know exactly what the situation, but as I said, it's a beautiful, she loves it, and um, she just doesn't get the flowers, but I will tell her those things. Maybe that'll help. Maybe just a good 10-10-10 fertilizer might, you know, perk it up a little bit, help it hold on to those buds a little bit better. 
Okay. All right. Tell Thanks. her good luck and tell her I can't wait for her to get up early and listen to the show on Saturday. <laughs> I wish. Would it be a miracle? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. My mom's the same way. She likes to sleep late. I get it. Well, thank you, Jan. Always good to hear from you. Thank you. Have a good Bye. weekend. I love that. Calling for a friend. See, you can do that too. If you don't have something in your landscape, but you thought something was kind of unusual, your friend was complaining about something that was going well or not well. I don't know why they'd complain about something going well, but not so right in the garden. You can call for them too. Free advice. 404 uh, International Rabbit Day. Hey, happy International Rabbit Day. Third most popular pet in the United States behind dogs and cats. Rabbits can see almost perfectly 360 degrees. That's why you can't ever sneak up on them. And their ears are used for hearing, of course, plus help regulate their body temperature. Now that's for pets. I know gardeners, you're probably cringing going, yeah, rabbits aren't that cute. So when we come back, I want to give you a few deterrents to keep the rabbits out of your lawn. But if you have them as a pet, show them some appreciation today. I thought that was interesting. When we come back, I have Max asking about a fiddle leaf fig. Judy asking about pruning azaleas. I've got some good tips for her. And Melissa, how long are vegetable seeds good for? So if she wants to hang on to those, not quite ready to plant them yet. And your calls, 404-872-0750. You're listening to WSB.